1: This is The Tyler Morgan Show on Relentless Daring Media Network. Welcome back to Land of Bourbon and Bad Decisions. This is The Tyler Morgan Show live on twitch.tv slash Tyler Morgan Show. Or maybe you're checking this out on YouTube at The Tyler Morgan Show, or you're over searching on the Rumbles you're trying to watch it there. Look for Relentless Daring, and then you'll find the Tyler Morgan Show channel. And yes, I shall be on the rumbles, pending the live stream doesn't do anything wonky, and then I have to uh, shut it down for whatever reason. Yeah, it's, it's been known to happen where the internets get all crazy, and I can't really control that. So here's hoping everything goes well. So before I get into this week's... Brand of insanity, because every week it's a new brand, not just new type, a whole new brand. Let me tell you about one of my favorite beverages in the whole wide world. No, I I, I don't have anyone offering to pay me or even just, you know, give me nice things whenever I talk about the whiskeys over my shoulder. That would be coffee, or as they say in New York, coffee. Ah, yes, my favorite brand of coffee. American Pride Roasters. American Pride Roasters has an amazing selection of outstanding coffees. Uh, If you're into the flavored coffees, might I recommend the uh, Hamilton Burr, which is like a a blueberry donut flavor coffee. Great dessert coffee. Or if you're like me and you like just plain old-fashioned coffee with all the coffee without the added flavors, might I recommend the uh, my personal favorite, the Thomas Paine. Now, Thomas Paine also has the Age of Reason remix. The Age of Reason remix is one hundred uh, percent robusta beans that give you uh, a a different flavor than what you usually get with the arabica beans, and you get twice the caffeine. So, if you have decided to abandon common sense and go with the Age of Reason. I highly recommend it. Check them out. American Pride Roaster's historically great coffee. All right, so getting into the insanity of the week, ladies and gentlemen, it has come to the attention of the world, or at least anyone who's actually paying attention, that, um... Hunter Biden may be on the verge of being indicted. Yes, uh, <clears throat> earlier this week, the uh, U.S. District Attorney for uh, Delaware has announced that they're reviewing the case, reviewing all the evidence that has been found during the four-year investigation into Hunter Biden and his taxes. As, you know, the uh, I lied on my... ATF form on my next background check about being addicted to drugs. That little caper as well. And currently, like I said, the U.S. US District Attorney's Office is looking at are they going to push for an indictment or not. Now, frankly, I would not be shocked if the powers that be from upon high with the uh, current Attorney General, Merrick Garland, if he were to quash any attempts at doing so, or if um, a liberal grand jury in the state of Delaware were to, you know, issue a no bill, meaning they didn't find there's enough evidence to charge him and therefore try him for any crimes, that wouldn't surprise me at all, like I said, because, you know, Yeah, political bias does play into a lot of things these days. Um, But anyways, uh, Red State, uh, this is reporting from Mike Miller at Red State as of 10.30 yesterday morning. Yesterday being May the 5th. In this episode of the Biden family business, or as I call it, as the stomach turns. Not to disparage recovering addicts, for whom I have the utmost respect, but Joe Biden's crackhead son, Hunter Biden, appears poised to throw his own dad under the bus, if necessary, to protect his crackhead mentality self. Not that the big guy wouldn't deserve every bit of it, of course, but wow. Particularly given that Daddy Joe continues to lie himself silly about the Biden family business scandal. If you're not aware of the family business scandal... um. While Joey was the sitting vice president, his son, Hunter Biden, somehow, despite having zero experience in the world of energy, found himself made a member of the board of Burisma. Burisma is a Ukrainian energy company specializing in oil and natural gas. Also, you know, Joey's brother, Jim, while Joe Biden was president, was, or vice president, was somehow awarded a billion-dollar reconstruction contract for work in Iraq, even though he has no business in the, or no history in the uh, construction fields. Very interesting. So, with that being said, Oh, then you also add in that the uh, the prosecutor general in Ukraine that was getting ready to investigate Burisma for a number of crimes. Joe Biden withheld or threatened to withhold one billion dollars if the you know Obama backed president of Ukraine. I guess Peter Brady going on there. Ukraine! The president of Ukraine did not fire that prosecutor general for corruption. Now, it's kind of weird how that works out, though, that, you know, a corrupt prosecutor investigating a corrupt oil company run by a corrupt oligarch would suddenly get fired by a hand selected president but anyways i digress back to the article from red state uh oh, children are blowing up my phone like oh my gosh it's an emergency please <laughs> Oh, it's uh one of my daughter do- one of my daughter's friends is like trying to become a friend of mine on uh Discord, so apparently that was like a really cool move on my behalf. I since since when I become cool with teenagers and young adults, I don't know. But hey, I will take it as it comes. Anyways, back to this article. Uh, top aides of Joe Biden are clashing with members of Hunter Biden's legal team as reported by Axios over strategies for responding to and aggressively combating investigations by Republican lawmakers that focus specifically on Hunter. Ah, uh, yes. I mean, as long as Hunter's not doing anything crazy like making crappy paintings and selling them for lots of money and then oddly, you know, com- completely off the record. We know he's getting paid. We just don't know who's buying them. So we don't know if the people buying them are suddenly getting favors, like visits to the White House and Oval Office meetings with the president. But, I mean, that would be crazy. Alex Jones, oh, my God, they're turning the freaking frogs gay. Ah! There's the fluoride in the water and all that stuff. I mean, that would just be nuts to think that someone would spend way too much money on a painting a, that's an absolute piece of hot garbage. I think my dogs walking through the mud and then walking over a blank canvas would be better than, the, than any of the paintings by Hunter Biden. But I am not an artiste. I could not tell you for sure if my dogs are doing a better job painting than the president's son. These clashes prompted Hunter Biden, without the knowledge of Joe Biden's top aides, to hire prominent lawyer Abby Lowell in December as part of a plan to take a more combative approach than the White House and Hunter's previous lawyer had taken. The decision wasn't supported by all members of Hunter Biden's team and even led attorney Josh Levy to resign from the team, sources told Axios. Moreover, Hunter Biden's team is reportedly also working to create a legal defense fund, Really, He just can't draw from, you know, all the money he made from Burisma? That's odd. Hmm. And hiring ethics experts, raising concerns from several high-level Democrats who fear it could lead to Hunter Biden soliciting money to pay for his legal battles. Isn't that what uh, the whole point of a legal defense fund is? I need help paying my... Legal defense. So, if you would be so kind, to donate twenty five fifty five to my to the Hunter Biden Legal Defense at hunterbidenlegaldefense.com dot then I will gladly use that money to defend myself. Ah, what tangled webs the Bidens weave, and how delicious is the thought of Hunter Biden of all people hiring an ethics expert, Anthony Coley a former top spokesman for the Justice Department, who was a senior advisor to Attorney General Merrick Garland, told Axios, quote, For this fund to work, it must be extraordinary tra- extraordinarily transparent and even restricted by prohibiting foreign citizens and registered lobbyists from contributing. Without these types of guardrails, the fund will be a legitimate headache for the White House. Indeedy. As if Hunter Biden... Hasn't been a headache for the White House already, up to its eyeballs in its own headache since day one. It should be noted that it's not yet clear whether Hunter Biden's team will move forward with the legal fund. Ironically, as I reported in late March, Hunter's legal team also fears the White House will throw him under the bus to protect the administration. Don't you just love thickening plots? That's actually in the article, because then this is more of an opinion piece than, you know, news. Everywhere Hunter Biden turns, he runs into a self-created legal headache. He faces an inquiry from the Department of Justice into his questionable finances, specifically whether he violated tax laws and money laundering laws while conducting suspect business in foreign countries, most notably in China, with perhaps a nod from the chi in Beijing. Hunter has denied wrongdoings in all legal cases, as has his serial lying dad. In addition, he's in a court battle with the mother of his four-year-old daughter arguing that his child support payments should be reduced because he can't afford to pay them. Hmm. Anyway, speaking of Hunter Biden's serial lying dad, Joe Biden continues to make two statements in particular, one which cannot be true. He insists Hunter did nothing illegal, yet he continues to insist he's, he's, he's never spoken to his son about his business dealings. Joey, come on, man. Moreover, Joe's insistence that he has zero knowledge of Hunter's nefarious business shenanigans is laughable. Proof of bounds of then-Vice President Biden's meeting with Hunter's business partners in the White House on multiple occasions. Which, like I said, with Joey B. in the White House repeatedly saying, I didn't know anything about... Uh, what was going on with Hunter's business, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, there's records of his business partner partners meeting with Joe in the White House, either as vice president or currently as president. That makes it kind of hard to make the argument that you don't have anything anything to do at all with his business practices. But... Joey B doesn't do himself any favors. Switch over here to Gateway Pundit. This is a uh, from Christina Layla at Gateway Pundit. Joe Biden's Friday meeting, Friday evening. Sat. Oh my. Editors, all right. I get it. Stuff has to be fit to print, ready to go as soon as possible, editors. But simple proofreading, and if you have it on digits, you just make the fix yourself over simple typographical errors. Please, for the love of Pete. Joe Biden, Friday evening, sat down for a one-on-one interview with MSNBC's Stephanie Rule. Stephanie Rule asked Joe Biden a series of softball questions during her interview. The decision to charge Hunter Biden is close after four years of investigating, the Washington Post reported earlier this week. I would read that story, but Washington Post, everything they do is behind a paywall because Jeff Bezos hates losing money. Biden's son is under investigation by the feds over his taxes. Hunter Biden is also under criminal investigation for making false statement in connection with a gun purchase. Joe Biden defended his son. Uh, First of all, my son has done nothing wrong, Biden said in an interview with Stephanie Ruhle, host of The 11th Hour on MSNBC. I trust him. I have faith in him. Ruhle asked Biden how charges against his crackhead son, Hunter, would impact his presidency. It impacts my presidency by making me feel proud of him. Hunter Biden is on video smoking crack with prostitutes and committing crimes, but Joe Biden insists his son did nothing wrong. Yeah, and again, I get it. You're a parent and you have a child who... X outside the bounds of the law. I get it. It's your kid. You love him. But at what point do you go, you know, Jimmy, this is beyond the pale. And, and being beyond the pale, I love you, but you have to face up for the decisions that you have made. I mean, the only time that you don't do that is if you are actively enabling. Now, I'm not saying Joey Biden is actively enabling Hunter's uh, crack addiction, his love of hookers, his wanting to be involved with um, the rather under sorts of Communist China and highly, highly, highly corrupt oligarchs of Ukraine. But it doesn't seem like he's doing his best to distance himself and be like, you know what, I I can't support this. I cannot help you through this. I normally have this done before I start the show. For those of you who are listening on podcast, that was me grabbing a bottle of Jim Beam bourbon. From the shelf behind behind my head. A little ASMR action, hear the sound of the cap going back on the bottle. But it's ridiculous though that yep, you know, we can be blatantly lied to to our faces. And we are expected to act like oh yeah, yeah I guess uh, Hunter's not doing anything wrong there uh, Joe Biden said so let the chips fall where they may if all the evidence is presented and Hunter Biden is convicted so be it. Hunter Biden has no one to blame for his choices other than himself. Because even if this was done at Joey B's urging, because Joey B said, hey, you got to do this because I'm Joey B and I'm I'm in charge. At what point do you go, you know, dad, I love you, but I'm not getting involved. Or if you got yourself so wrapped up in addiction that, you know, if there's evidence showing that he was pushed by then-Vice President Joe Biden, you know, do this or else I'm cutting you off because X, Y, and Z reasons all, you know, all revolving around your addiction and his addiction was weaponized against him. I mean obviously Joey would be in trouble for and would bear responsibility for his actions but who allowed himself to get wrapped up in addiction It would be Hunter I all around it's just an absolute horrible situation that you know any father and son should be in but in a world where the idea that the presidency, well, I mean, we're not electing the Pope here. I mean, you, you have you know, super Catholic, ultra mega Doppler Catholic, Joe Biden, whose own CMS went after a Catholic hospital because they had a candle burning in the chapel that her Catholic Church doctrine anywhere where you keep um, you know the host and the wine you keep a candle burning because Christ is there but CMS does an does an inspection which they've done lots of these over the years and they go Oh, well, you know what? Because you have this in here. We're going to cut off all your Medicare Medicaid funding. No reimbursements for you. Um, okay, that seems uh, kind of anti-First Amendment that, you know, we as a Catholic hospital are being told if we want to receive these federal funds, We cannot fully exercise our religious freedom as a Catholic hospital. Well, fortunately, uh, while the lawyer who was representing the the hospital was on the air with Glenn Beck, she got an email stating that, oh, well, uh, we here at CMS have made a mistake and uh, you may continue to burn your candle and we will still continue to give your... Medicare and Medicaid, because we screwed up. Kind of weird how that happens. When the federal government, with all of its resources, because it can literally print its own money in order to fund a prosecution or a defense, the second they face pushback, because uh, this is blatantly and quite obviously against the law hit my mic there because it goes against the constitution and then the federal court or the federal court the supreme court had made a ruling that um if a government agency is going to make funds available through whatever reason a uh, grant other funding other funding options they cannot discriminate against a uh, a religious institution solely because it is religious and, well, we, we didn't want the appearance of a violating separation of church and state. We didn't want to be violate the Establishment Clause, it's, uh, this is the dumbest thing in the world. The Establishment Clause of the First Amendment is that Congress shall not establish a state church. That's it. And this and in that case that went before the Supreme Court, that was a uh, religious school here in Missouri who applied for a grant from the federal government for chipped tires. To put down in their playground. So kids will. Bounce a little bit better than just falling on hard packed dirt. So it it's amazing how. That case is already starting to bear fruit in other areas. So. We have that going. Uh, it, it's this total ridiculousness. And to add on top of it you know, a lot of people on the uh, interwebs talking about, ah, the, the world doesn't respect the United States because of Donald Trump. Well, you know, I'm pretty sure the world respected Donald Trump a lot more than Joe Biden. Yes, they laughed behind Donald Trump's back. Especially, uh, you know, Justin Castro from uh, our neighbors there across the northern border. But At the same time, was China threatening to invade Taiwan while Donald Trump was in office? No. Was Russia engaged in a hot war with Ukraine when Donald Trump was in office? No. And it's funny, you get all the crazy, yeah, yeah, Trump is just, just Putin's stooge, man. Get those people. It's like, okay, if Trump was Putin's stooge, why didn't Putin invade Ukraine while his stooge was the president and wouldn't do anything about it? Because right now, Joe Biden has authorized billions of dollars in military aid, specifically weapons, equipment, and ammunition, as well as vehicles, to be sent to Ukraine. And Congress has repeatedly authorized billions and billions of dollars of actual cash payments to Ukraine, which not a lot of that's making its way to the troops. So I, I don't know where that one's, how we're supposed to take that. I mean, you know, they're taking our money and they're borrowing against our money that we will be paying in taxes for the rest of our lives. I'd like to apologize my, my producer Wrigley. If you're hearing him on the uh, podcast or you're watching the video, he does not like the, uh, the course of conversation and he's two rooms away trying to get my attention that I need to do something else. But Joey B's leadership has been so amazing that 22 countries unite to stop the Biden administration from posing pro lgbtqia 2 plus ad infinitum sex ed on children so uh, 22 countries took the floor at the commission on population and development at the united nations to and prevent the resolution from being passed good job countries this is a reporting from lifesite news traditional countries have united to oppose comprehensive sexuality education for children at the Annual Commission on Population and Development at the United Nations. <gasps> CPDUN! CPDUN! Last month, 22 countries from Asia, Africa, and the Middle East, and Eastern Europe opposed the resolution being pushed by the Biden administration, the European Union, and other Western nations to provide sex ed to children as reported by the Center for Family and Human Rights. The Comprehensive Sexuality Education, proposed by the resolutions taught in some African and Asian countries, and encourages children to engage in sexual pleasure, masturbation, and transgenderism. The 22 countries that oppose the sex ed for children are Algeria, Belarus, Brunei, Jerusalem, Cameroon, The Democratic Republic of the Congo, ah, yes, the Congo communists, said, no, we don't like that. Egypt, Eritrea, Ethiopia, Gambia, Iraq, Iran, Libya, Mali, Mauritania, Nigeria, Syria, Russian Federation, Saudi Arabia, Senegal, Yemen, Uganda, and Zimbabwe. I I, I feel like I need some music playing in the background and the, uh, the guy who's the voice of Yakko Warner from Animaniacs. Algeria, Belarus, Brunei, Jerusalem, Cameroon, Dem- Democratic Republic of the Congo, yeah, I, I can't sing. Don't don't expect much from me. Anyways, uh, I'm gonna get back into this after the break. Again, discussing that after the break. All right, before I get back into that previous story, even so I can get the last couple in before uh, the end of the show here, I have to tell you about well, another favorite product. Something I've started using recently, and that would be beard oil. Because as I'm starting to grow my beard out, I used to have an issue with it being all scraggly and itchy and dry and the hair's brittle and it just kind of snaps but recently, I have discovered Blue Collar Beardsman. Uh Blue Collar Beardsman is a hand-crafted beard oil. This took two years for Dalton and Allie over at Blue Collar Beardsman to figure out the perfect blend of oils. So you're not just getting some uh, generic argan oil or uh, some other oil with some super cheap off-label scents added to it. You know, that just kind of you know, leaves your beard oily. But doesn't actually treat the skin, treat the hair itself. So, again, I love this stuff. Uh, I have been using the Sparky. The Sparky is uh, one one of their monthly special flavors. That was the uh, special for the month of April. Uh, coming up, if you're listening to this on May the 7th or later, if you uh, follow them on Facebook, Blue Collar Beardsman on Facebook, Uh, they will be announcing the upcoming special scent for those who are uh, subscribers. Me, I subscribe. Fortunately for me, they are right down the road, so I don't have to pay that wonderful shipping fee. So I can just go, you know, pick it up from from my convenience. But I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Tomorrow, or the 7th, they will be announcing what the the label is and what the flavor is or the scent and the uh, notes that go into it. So go to Blue Collar Beardsman, check out their lineup of amazing beard oils, whether it's the smoke break with hints of uh, aged tobacco, the uh, the barbershop, which has like, like a talcum kind of barbershop smell to it, or maybe you just like plain beard oil that doesn't smell because you're like, yeah, I want my beard to be nice, I don't have to smell it all day. Then just get the original. That is all the oil with none of the flavor, none of the scents. Check them out, bluecollarbeardsman.com. They are beard oils for the working man made by the working man. All right, so getting back into the thick of things with this article. Now, I get it. Some of these countries on here are not the greatest in the world to be having on your side when it comes to don't, you know, don't trans the kids. Namely, Iraq, Iran, Russia, and a lot of these places that do horrible things to homosexuals, such as, I don't know, kill them. I get it. You don't want them, don't want those people on our side. But the fact that there are still countries, even like, you know, like Algeria is a, you know, Orthodox Christian country. Keep in mind the, well, I know, I'm, I'm thinking Albania. Algeria is an Africa full of Muslims. My bad. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. And you also have Yemen and stuff like that. But again, the fact that you know the West is pushing an ideology that transing the kids is good and teaching kids to just, you know, do what feels good. That's there are still traditional countries that are pushing back. Uh, The evening before the conference, the Moldovan chairman, George Luca, presented the final draft advocating for sex ed for children, despite objections from the 22 countries earlier that week. The draft included a new paragraph advocating for providing access to children for abortion. Gross. Contraception, yes, because... Five-year-olds need condoms and the pill. If you have five-year-olds who are using condoms and the pill, they're probably victims of sex trafficking. And other reproductive health services without parental consent. Again, when you're trying to do stuff when you're in, to where you don't need or want the parents involved, stop and think about what you're doing. Because, oddly enough, if you're trying to keep the parents from being involved, you're probably not the good guy. However, the traditional countries pushed back, with with dozens of delegates coming forward to speak out against the proposed resolution and voice, quote, grave concern and disappointment, end quote. After hours of debate, the ambassador of Moldova to the United Nations was forced to revoke his resolution. The delegate from Pakistan condemned Western countries for refusing to offer educational aid to countries if they decline to offer sex ed and pushing their agenda on other countries, saying one country's priorities cannot be the priorities for all. But that's when they want the one world government. That's exactly what it is. And then, you know, as the uh, ambassador from from Pakistan noted. Tying educational funding, educational programs you know from the UN to the sex ed stuff and well you're not going to get your money for your ed programs unless you do this. You want to talk about holding holding money hostage? That is the definition of it. And meanwhile here in the States, while we're push while we're you know having a fight between states that are you know trying to advocate for medical kidnapping where if you're you are a crazy parent whose you know child wants to transition but your your partner, your husband, your wife says no and you take them to say California or Washington even if you have a warrant sworn out against you for parental kidnapping you have a court order obligating you to return to your home state with the child. These states have said that we are going to be you know, trans-sanctuaries as well as sanctuary states when it comes to, to illegal immigration. We will not send your child back because that would be abusive and, and, and you're denying them the gender-affirming care they need. We have, and then we have states like Missouri, they're like, yeah, um, you're not transing the kids. Meanwhile, in Europe, because all the lefties in the United States are like, oh, we just need to be more like Europe. If we were more like Europe, Scandinavia, man. Look at those Scandinavian countries. That's that socialism. Perfect. Yeah. They're typically free markets with a large social safety net and really high taxes, and way less regulation on their business and their capitalist system than we have here in America. So tell me, why are they better? But anyways, you have those countries, even England, England of all pe- places, they're like, yeah, this whole transiting the kids thing, yeah, stop. It is proving to be very harmful in the long run when you do this. Huh, weird. It's almost like that's what we've been saying for the last, you know, couple of years with all of this being shoved in our faces. But it's ridiculous to think that, again, the UN is going to tie educational program money to this crap, to this hot, smelly, disgusting garbage, and hold it hostage unless you approve this measure. Ridiculous. Insane. Let's see. And, and speaking of kids, I, w- I want to hit this one up because I've seen people freaking out, man for the last several days on the socials because there are states that are proposing changes to child labor laws. Which, don't get me wrong, I don't think you should be taking a 10-year-old and throwing them in a mine so they die of black lung disease by the time they graduate high school. I think that's bad. I don't think a 12-year-old should be, you know, bouncing on the edge of a uh, vat of molten steel trying to not chunks of steel back in to be melted i think that is bad however i think there's times where our laws designed to protect kids from being taken advantage of prevent kids in certain areas from being able to get good job experiences or even good jobs at all uh missouri and minnesota have this where you gotta laugh you gotta laugh when i read the story Missouri and Minnesota have proposed laws that will adjust the child labor laws to allow kids to work longer. Certain fields be able to allow younger kids to work, which will give them good life experience, good work experience that, while maybe they're not kids who are going to go on to college, it will give them a leg up in the blue-collar world, which is, you know, oddly enough, again, the whole blue-collar beardsman, you know, go back to him for a second. Dalton, his dad, amazing blue-collar worker. He has been a mechanic, a yard mower. Uh, He also does welding and fabrication. You know, everything that Dalton knows about blue-collar work, he's learned from his dad. Dalton in high school did a Votech program for HVAC installation and repair. Guess what we did out of high school. He went to HVAC, went to an HVAC installation company. He got a couple years experience and then started his own HVAC company that he does, as well as the blue collar Beardsman Oil. So you you're telling me that allowing certain work to be done by kids is bad, but other you know that same kid can work on a farm with a tractor and you have dangerous implements like brush hogs and hay mowers and combines. They, they can do that, but, you know, uh, a forklift on a job site is, is ridiculous. No, we can't do it. Well, Iowa, their legislature has passed legislation to roll back child labor protections. Now, you can tell... You can probably tell just from that headline that it comes from a place with a kind of a left-wing bent, and if you are thinking that, you're correct. This is from CNN. This is from Kanita Ayer at CNN. The Iowa legislature has passed a Republican-led bill that would roll back child labor protections, including the hours teens are allowed to work and the establishments where they may be employed. If signed by Republican Governor Kim Reynolds, who has expressed support for the measure, the bill would allow 14 and 15 year olds to work two additional hours per day. They could work six hours instead of only having to work four. This is an exploitation. So, yes, yeah. Yeah, this is uh, on days when school is in session, so Monday through Friday, they could work from 5 in the evening until 11 p.m. or 4 p.m. right after school until 10. My daughter routinely works you know from 4 to you know 4 to 9. And she's in high school, she's a senior. She's 18 years old and she is a a closing manager. Because she's good at her job. Because she started at like 16 years old and got really good at her job to where she could be promoted to a management position at that age. But I digress. They would also be able to work until 9 p.m. during most of the year and until 11 p.m. from June 1st to Labor Day. Two hours later, previously allowed, the bill would allow 16, 17-year-olds at to work the same hours as an adult. Supporters say the relaxed laws would provide greater job opportunities for teens, though opponents have raised concerns that certain occupations permitted under the bill could place children in harm's way and take their focus away from school and extracurricular activities. There's a reason why they're called extracurricular activities because they're not part of the curricula. Stupid. The legislation is one of several youth employment bills across the country aiming to relax child labor protections. One of the provisions of the bill would allow teens as young as 16 to serve alcohol in restaurants during the hours food is served. If their employer has written permission from their parent or guardian. Recently, recently added bipartisan amendment. would require two adults to be present while the teen serves the alcohol. And for the teen to complete training on prevention and response to sexual harassment. And if they report workplace harassment incident, employers are required to notify their parent or guardian and the state civil rights commission. Which is good. I mean, regardless regardless if they're serving alcohol or sacking groceries and they're being sexually harassed, maybe just maybe you follow what the freaking law says. Why do we have to have another law in the books? that says we're going to enforce the law. Well, why write another law? Well, you already have the damn law, but I digress. Among expanded work environments outlined in the legislation, 14, 15-year-olds would be able to do certain types of work in industrial laundry services. Okay, you know, clothes got to get washed, especially at like a hospital with a uh, with their an internal laundry facility. You know, a good part-time gig for a kid probably pays decent. It's not overly hard. And in freezers and meat coolers areas that are prohibited under current state law. That's one that it doesn't make a lot of sense to me why those would be off limits, but I digress. The, pro- the proposed legislation will give authority to the directors of the educational and workforce development departments to provide an exception to, to the work hours and some of the prohibited work activities, including demolition and roofing operations, as well as operating certain power-driven machines to teens, 16 and older, who are enrolled in a qualified work-based learning program. So, if your kid is in Votech and they're in a work-based learning program, i.e., an internship sponsored by the school, they now have permission to do stuff that is probably a little bit more uh, dangerous. I remember being in high school and part one of these uh. Work programs. Because guess what? While I was at that job during school hours, I didn't get paid for it. Because I was paid through the learning opportunity. However, I was allowed to, they eventually said, hey, if you're going to be here, you know, you clock in at 3 o'clock, work until close at 5, and we will pay you for those two hours. And for those two hours, you know, we got paid. I worked, I ran a forklift. I ran an overhead crane. It's stuff that I did that made me better for it, made me a better employee for it. Because guess what? Years down the road, when I'm working at a plant as a truck driver, finding myself often needing a forklift driver having a forklift available saying and then going this is dumb I'm getting on the forklift I know how to drive this and boom do it myself imagine I never got in trouble for it however after 2 years they finally decide you know what you're going to be on this forklift um, let's go do the safety class so you know we cover our butts before OSHA finds out and we all get our butts chewed but no, that's great work experience, especially like roofing. It's like, yeah, it's hard work. It is literally backbreaking work. I've I've shingled a house before. It sucks. But you know what? There is a market for it. It is good work. And if you have a crew who is very proficient at it, You can make very good money doing it with minimal cost. Democrats argue that not only could this bill endanger the safety of children, how we got to do it for the safety of the children? Well, you know what? You know what we should do for the safety of the children? Stop transing them. How about that? Because nothing says you care about the safety of children than advocating for Every child should have the right to choose whether they want to be castrated or have their tits lopped off, all because oh, I feel like I'm in the wrong body. No, let's give the, let's give them puberty blocking drugs and see what happens with see what happens with their mental health in five to ten years when they decide that you know what maybe I shouldn't have done this and now I've been left sterile for the rest of my life. Hmm. So Democrats argue not only could this bill endanger safety children, but it would also target teens from lower income and minority backgrounds. So now you don't want black kids in Davenport and Bettendorf to have jobs? Black kids in uh Des Moines, Council Council Bluff, Cedar Rapids? You don't want those minority kids to be able to have jobs. You know stuff that's available in the cities that they can do. They can learn a skill and maybe possibly move beyond being an impoverished minority child. Are, is that what you're saying? Democrats in Iowa, you want poor black and Hispanic kids to remain poor black and Hispanic kids because, Oh, they could get hurt. We you know, they, they don't need to take that risk. That's exploiting them. Oh, shut up. <clears throat> Pardon me. They urge Republicans to instead expand social benefits. Ah, yes, because spending more of the taxpayers' money is a far better idea than saying, hey, kid, these are your bootstraps. If you heard a click, that was my mouse falling and bouncing off the floor. Hey, that's like, that's t- you'd rather give out money, taxpayer money, which may have little or no return on investment when you could say, all right, kid, these here are your bootstraps. You grab them and you yank them hard enough. You pull yourself up. Not literally, Physic- not literally, not physically. But you learn hard work and you put in the hard work it will accomplish something it might not it might not be enough to make you go from living in the slums to being a millionaire <clears throat> pardon me it might not make you go from the slums to a millionaire or you know from trailer park to millionaire but you know what it can it can break the cycle of poverty because you're doing something you're not relying on the government you're not sucking on the government teat in order to get by. How dare we want kids to learn that? How dare we want kids to be able to say, you know what, I'm probably not going to college, but no, by golly, instead of just being a bum or flipping burgers my whole life, I'm going to learn something. Part-time experience on a forklift when you're 16 can translate into heavy equipment that pays 20, you know, 20, 25 bucks an hour as an adult. You know, scraping shingles off a roof when you're 16 for 10 bucks in, or, well, whatever the minimum wage is for Iowa, for minimum wage, and slapping shingles down, learning how to use the equipment, and learning learning how to bid a job. You learn that when you're a teenager, and it might suck, but you go, but you go, you know what? This is hard work, but it's not that hard. I can do this. It gives it, it allows growth at, for entrepreneurship. But we can't have that when we live in a society when people just want to be baby, People just want to be taken care of from cradle to grave. And instead of looking at these kids, who, the ones who are going to be most affected, being impoverished in minorities, we can't let them learn something that's going to make them be something other than impoverished minorities. That's what that tells me. They would rather... A poor black kid grow up to be a poor black adult dependent on the government. All right, I didn't hit everything I wanted to tonight, so i th- I think maybe I'll work on a uh, work on an extra shot. Talk about uh, Fox sending a cease and desist to the wonderful, wonderful people at Media Myrmidons or media matters for America for distributing the leaked Tucker Carlson footage. So they said, I'll see if I can't work on that here after a while and get that out for those of you on Patreon. Remember patreon.com slash Tyler Morgan show. Check it out. Five bucks a month is the, the smallest setting. Go there. You get the extra shots, get early access to interviews. You have stuff like that. And again, or if you just want to donate directly to the show, uh relentlessdaring.com, scroll down, you'll see either uh my coffee link or the link to the PayPal donations. You can set those up. They can be one-time payments, they could be a recurring payment either or Patreon will be a recurring payment telling you that now, just so you don't get shocked. Um, but again, anything that you donate, anything that you buy as far as merch, com slash shop. Um that money, I do this for free. That money goes into keeping the, you know, replacing equipment, paying website hosting fees, stuff like that. So, again, it's all stuff that, you know, I'm not making anything off of it. I don't have a staff. My parrot, both my parrots literally work for peanuts, my producers. They work for peanuts. Peanuts. If they're doing an especially good job, they get cashews or pistachios because, you know, those are more expensive. So, again, all that goes to help the show. Thank you so much for listening. If this is your first time checking this out on YouTube or Rumble, please be sure somewhere down at the bottom of that screen there is a subscribe button. Hit it. There's a bell. Ding that thing. That way you will get notified every time a new episode posts. Rumble, same thing, subscribe, hit the bell for notifications, that way get alerted when the new new episode posts on Rumble. If you are new to, to the podcast, if you're listening to this for the first time and you like it, <clears throat> pardon me, my science has been going crazy lately. Um, if you like this on the podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe, follow, like, whatever button you're platform uses so you get the get this updated every week hit that button then please rate it i'm looking for five stars i'll accept four three and below hit me up on twitter at fake tyler morgan my dms are open say hey um i had to give you three stars two stars one star because this is why that's fine keep it constructive and i won't make fun of you If you say I'm a wannabe Alex Jones, believe me, that will be fodder for the next three to four years, however long ago that Goober called me a wannabe Alex Jones. I haven't forgotten. So again, please, once you have rated it, please review it. Say something nice about the show. Say something nice about me. Say something nice about your lovely mother. Mother's Day is coming up. If you say something nice about your mother in the show or in the uh, in the uh, review section, they're on the whichever podcast platform. Believe me, I will make it worth your while. Well, not that worth your while. I will give you a shout out. So please make sure again on Twitter at Fake Tyler Morgan if you. Say something nice about your mother, and it goes into the review. Tag me in that on Twitter. Let me see it. Hashtag Stay Relentless. And yeah, you know, I'll send I'll send you something. I don't know what it. I, I I got so many things around the desk here. I'll send you a Sunmade yogurt dip raisins box. I don't know. Some, you'll get something nice because you know you're just giving a shout out to your mom. Moms are awesome. We love moms here. Save the babies. Love the moms. Again, And once you have rated, reviewed, subscribed, please share this episode. Send it out to someone who you think will like it. Send the episode to someone who you think will absolutely hate it and get absolutely flustered. Why are you sending me this stuff? Believe me, I enjoy aggravating people on behalf of someone else. So if I need to be a tool of aggravation, please make me your tool of aggravation. Thank you so very much for listening. And as always, Stay relentless. The Tyler Morgan Show is a Relentless Daring media production. The Tyler Morgan Show is supported by its listeners. To support the show, go to ko-fi.com slash Show to donate there or relentlessdaring.com and hit the donate button at the top of the page to set up your donation. All music used in the Tyler Morgan Show is used with permission from purpleplanet.com, link in the show notes.